Jurassic Park 3 minutes where we will be discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm And today we're back to discuss minute 4 of Jurassic Park 3. David, there's uh, trouble in Mattel world. <laughs> in this, this time relating to the Spinosaur. Yeah. Kind of timely, honestly. Um, it's sad because it's we've been having kind of a roller coaster with this one. It's announced. It's announced in limited quantity. It's delayed or there's so many wild fan rumors going around out there we just don't know what's happening i'm hoping on i'm holding on that it's still going to come out and i'm probably going to be wrong but we're hearing fan rumors that it's been canceled or it's not going to see release in north america Hmm. which is really sad because i mean that's like that's like mattel's biggest buyers is uh north america and uh europe yeah, I wonder I wonder how much this mirrors the Mosasaur, because there was that rumour too when it was coming out that it was only going to be a very limited run. Um, I had to go online and buy it from someone over in America to get it, and I know I know it's on eBay at stupid prices, but have you have you yet to see that anywhere in store over there? The uh, real feel one? Yeah, from, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's... Um, actually, I'm, the thing that Mattel has been showing... Uh, is that they seem to have a pattern to their release in that you kind of see things trickle in before you get the wave. Yep. I was lucky enough, I found the Mosasaur like a few days after all the toys were released in uh, North America. So I snagged that real early because I didn't think I'd be able to see it again because that was back when the rumors that it was going to see limited release were so hot. Mm-hmm. Now I see it in toy stores everywhere, at least once. Every every store I've seen has at least one copy, so I know there's at least selling because stores keep re- restocking them. But they don't seem to be as wide as, say, the Thrash and Throw T-Rex or the um, super-articulated Indoraptor, which I saw in my local Walmart. Has a, I can't remember if I mentioned this earlier, in an earlier minute, but it has a 4x4 double stack of Indoraptors. Mm -hmm. Just nothing but Indoraptors. There must be 40 (laughs) Indoraptors at my Walmart. (laughs) And now I'm seeing at Walmarts, they're selling them for 5 bucks. Yeah, wow. And to think I paid 20 bucks on opening and the day it came out for it, for mine. (laughs) Well, that's that's the same case here with that Fresh and Fro T-Rex, and I'd love to know how many of those they produced over other figures because they're just everywhere here. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be definitely getting a second, maybe even a third one <laughs> when they um, drop in price, like go on sale mm-hmm. on clearance. But yeah, just I know there's some people that have started citing, just now started citing the uh, the Matchbox, the, the Explorer and the Jurassic Jeep. Yeah, um, I've started to see those as well in my uh, local stores. But even the Spinosaur, like it's, it's funny, it's probably one of the most hated animals in the franchise yet it's the one we haven't really had a good figure of and there's definitely people out there that want it maybe they've decided or thought late in the game that okay maybe it's not going to be a good seller and they've limited its run but considering they because the fresh and fro they made it into the legacy figure as well didn't they or walmart done an exclusive so they, they're doing more than the one repaint of these figures mm. to get to get returns on them so if if the Spinosaur is limited run, then it's going to be sad because I want it. Yeah, I am. I'll be sad because, I mean, 
I, like a lot of fans after Jurassic Park 3, didn't care for the Spinosaurus. But also, like a lot of fans, I've gotten over it. Mm. And frankly, I think the I think that the Spinosaurus isn't as hated as it used to be, and fans are recognizing that it's a cool dinosaur. It was a cool addition to the franchise, and they want that figure of it. Yep. So yeah, time will tell. We're going ahead into Christmas, so hopefully, hopefully there's some sort of push with Fallen Kingdom or the just Jurassic World themed merchandise and toys going into Christmas because since the movie there's been a steady decline in what's being on shelves here for one I've actually not noticed I've found that it's uh, usually by store and not so much uh, the entire thing because my Walmart for example horrible distribution barely gets good in but my Target is constantly getting good stuff in it's got Three, the last time I was in there, I think last week, it had like a pile of thrash and throw T Rexes. It had uh, a couple grab and growls. It had a couple mosasaurs. It had a it had good stock. It even had a couple Sukumimus, which I hear are were initially kind of rare to get. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> let's let's hope <laughs> let's hope some more figures come in, mm-hmm. including that Spinosaur. The best intentions. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. As far as I'm concerned, you're no better than the people that built this place. Anything else that you want to touch on before we get to today's minute? Yeah, I think uh, I think we discussed that pretty well. All right. As we enter the third minute of Jurassic Park 3, a sharp tug up the parasail tow line caused Ben to put his camera down as the two struggled in the air. As we open on the fourth minute, we can hear the boat revving down below in the fog as the two are pulled back and forth in the air uncontrollably. At the 10 second mark, the boat emerges from the fog, its canopy torn to shreds and the crew missing. At the 17 second mark, we get a view past the boat, further forward in the ocean, to a small rocky outcrop and the boat's heading directly for it. Eric panics, saying that we're going to crash, we're going to crash, but Ben, being the cool head, tells him no we're not, and starts to unbuckle the carabiner on the tow line. At the 35 second mark, just as Ben uncouples the line, the boat crashes into the rocks, leaving the water and bouncing for a second, large holes forming in its hull. The boat will never be able to be used again. At the 40 second mark, we get a shot up high as Ben steers the parachute towards this sauna. As they float towards the jungle, Ben tells Eric it's going to be alright bud. And as the minute ends, they continue to drift down into a valley as the screen turns to black. As we ended last week, we got a good tug on the parasail tow line, and now we get um, a couple more tugs as minute four begins, and it's sort of getting more violent. Mm-hmm. It almost reminds me of um, like a fish when you're fishing, and uh, mm-hmm. the bobber just keeps just kind of uh, when the fish is nibbling at the worm, and you get the bobber kind of just move around a bit before it kind of dunks down a couple times and then dunks down all the way. Mm. And you know the fish is on. Yep. Yeah, and even, you like, you get a couple of, um, you can hear the sound of the boat sort of revving it up through the fog. It's sort of, a, it, it's the whole line and just the sound you're hearing sort of makes it sound like that boat leaping over the waves like we've seen before, just the way. Mm-hmm. And we talked last minute about the fact that if that boat's moving up and down so erratically then you're going to feel that through that 
rope. Mm-hmm. But notice something else afoot in the fog, and uh, the tugging subsides, and we look down from Eric's perspective as the uh, boat leaves the fog and the canopy's torn to shreds. It's implied in the script that the deck's covered in blood now. It's sort of a bit muted here. You can see the bit of red around the winch, but it's sort of hard to... Hard to see that as blood spray from up at the vantage point. Although HD or 4K might be a bit clearer. And then we get that fantastic line delivery from Eric. What happened to them? <laughs> Gee, obviously they're not on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Which I would have been. I would have been happy enough for them being knocked overboard by the heavy surf. But we um, we've had a longer discussion on this in the uh, second episode of Jurassic Mysteries, the Patreon only podcast over at. Uh, Patreon.com Jurassic Minutes. Uh, if you want to head over there and throw a bucket away, you can hear the full conversation we had on that. But there's sort of looking at it here in the film, I sort of see it as Chekhov's gun for this film. We've sort of seen early in Jurassic Park where Tim's getting stuck into Lex for being a hacker and that comes back in the end to Sammy save them <laughs> to get the phones working. And even in Lost World where Kelly being cut from the gymnastics team sort of comes back to save Ian in the worker village. But I, the sort of just the, the fact that there's fog here and all this happened in the fog or mist, um, and we see that coming back later on in the, in the Avery, mm-hmm. but that's pure speculation on my part. As we sort of said in that in that discussion, Joe Johnson doesn't even know what it is, so so we can leave that at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Ben replies that he doesn't know what happened to the crew, and um, we sort of get another shot down at that boat as it sort of pans up past the boat and we see a rocky outcrop ahead of them right in their path and Eric begins to panic shouting that they're going to crash and Ben tries to reassure him and says to keep his hands clear he's about to unclip the rope. There's a lot of lot of weight here with the, para- with the parachute pulling on that rope. It's the whole reason the boat has to get up to speed to sort of keep you airborne and fair enough it's just a simple matter of un- unscrewing the carabiner and unclipping it. You need some good upper body strength to be able to pull yourself forward <laughs> on on yeah, off that really. rope to just to get enough slack to unclip it. But mm-hmm. I think honestly it would have been better if he pulled out a knife and just cut it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, I would have preferred if there was just it's just something they do. They have a knife velcroed to your ankle or something just in case mm-hmm. there's an issue. I mean, this of the many various. Um, Stupid things, for lack of a better phrase, that go on in this movie. This is probably one of them. Just because, I mean, one, you're going to a dinosaur-infested island. Are you telling me you brought no survival gear whatsoever? And two, I mean, it's clearly a... Well, I mean, yes, it's not kind of. It is an illegal operation. (laughs) The guy's not using quality tension wire. This guy's going to be using some crappy rope. Yeah. Yep. Well, it just looks like this, your standard climbing rope, which doesn't have much stretch in it anyway, but... No. It would have been easily cut, you know? Mm. But even that's that's something we didn't really touch on before. Even sort of Enrique sort of playing up the two effective side of things and having a gun, just a pistol on his hip or something and a holster mm-hmm. on his hip, just... Yes, you know you're going to go to a dinosaur-infested island. You know you're not going to get close yourself, but it's just a just in case for your own safety, um, mm. and more so just to play up that. Oh yeah, there's dinosaurs there, and I've got this for protection, and to play up the whole <laughs> the whole sort of outlaw thing, maybe. But um... well, then according to the Lost World, we know fishermen purposely avoid these islands. Mm. So it's not it's well-known lore in Costa Rica that 
weird things happen around the Las Cinco Muertes archipelago, you know? Yeah. But that, <laughs> and that's that's something we definitely need to have a Jurassic Mysteries conversation on, just the whole um, fishmen staying away from the islands and fans thinking it's because of the dinosaurs and sort of how, mm-hmm. how that was poorly put across in the film where... In the novel, it's clearly stated about the um, the legends of the warrior going from island to island, facing mm-hmm. each um, or different different ways to die, and it's sort of that's why they're keeping keeping away from the islands. But it, it sort of makes sense in a way too, where okay, fishermen are getting too close to sauna. Fair enough, saunas in the chain. Now, fishermen might say they're going to Panera or um, Metaceros or something, and end up near sauna and die there, and they're just lumping all five islands into the one the mm-hmm. one um, myth or story, but especially if those pteranodons or other animals are sort of hunting in the in the surf and in the offshore waters, it does definitely sort of add that mystery to sauna again that could, that could move on and make its own sort of mythology and that or history away from what the novel said. Mm-hmm. But back down below, the um, the boat races towards the rocks and leaves the water as it smashes up onto the rocky outcrop. Um, you get the sound of the engine revving, uh, just as it should in real life, and um, a large hole splitting open in the front of it, which I suppose is sort of here to show them that, okay, this boat's no longer going to be used. They can't use this to get off the island, even if they swam off, swam out to it mm-hmm. at high tide maybe and got it off the rocks or what have you. The, the boat's got a hole in it. <laughs> it's It's useless now. It was sort of being mechanical minded too, you know, like most most um, outboard motors and inboard even inboard motors they run on water cooled systems which suck the water in from the, the surroundings to cool the engine and if that boat's revving at high revs up out of the water, those um those motors aren't <laughs> aren't long for this world. They're gonna overheat really quickly, so mm-hmm. But yeah, we um we cut up to that stunt parachute operator and his dummy floating towards sauna and Shots like this where it's not... You don't see the characters, just... It looks... I love it. It looks fantastic. I would love to see, sort of, as they go around one of the, um... One of the, sort of, uh... Ridges here. You, it'd be some real great depth in 3D, but... That's, um... That's never gonna happen. Um... And, because you just assume, too, if the stunt guy is up there doing this, sort of... this These helicopter shots, then he's just gonna have a dummy strapped to his strapped to his chest he's not going to have someone else there as well mm. but um then we get a unfortunate cut to ben and eric as ben's sort of steering the parachute and we get that horrible reproduction shot as game as they drift down into a rather deep valley neither has a sort of a heavily forested area or flat terrain that we see later on for when the uh parachute's found again so we can we can come back to that i suppose later on when we get to the parachute but yeah. Again, it's just sort of one of the, the issues with using the, the real-life location in Hawaii where, yes, a lot of that volca- volcanic mountainous terrain looks beautiful, but why would you build a park or why would you go there when there's no... Like, there's no... Animals can't survive there. It's too too hilly, too rocky. Well, I also remember that in... Um, I think what they're trying to portray is, in the novels, the islands were... Vol- were former volcanic craters and on the and the outside was very kind of rocky and mountainous but the inside the interior of the islands were much less so mm. so you've got you've got kind of more rolling hills of jungle than true mountains 
and the interior of the islands. Yeah, and yeah, you you look at a map of Hawaii or Oahu or any of those islands, and you do have like Jurassic Valley is just that valley with a mountain range, and then it sort of goes back out the flat flat terrain. And it's just it's sort of just the reuse of these cliffs and hills that they keep on using. Sort of, <laughs> it's it's in the back of the Trinosaur paddock. It's behind the Raptor pen. It's <laughs> it's all it's all over the place. Even even the um the barge approaching Sauna and the start of Lost World, like. There's nowhere along that coast that barge is going to land. <laughs> so well, they probably... Well, it didn't land on the coast. I remember it went into hmm. a... It found an, a river into the island and and went in that way. Yeah, which mirrors the novel sort of with Dogson getting to the island and using the river to get in past those rocky cliffs. But um, mm-hmm. that sort of takes us to the script comparisons here because we do get that sort of mentioned here in the script. There's not there's not too many other additions um, apart from the fact that you can hear screams from the boat through the fog as the uh, the camera's looking down, but you don't get that in the film. The rocky outcrop the boat hits is described as an exposed reef, which again sort of adding that sort of more of world building to sauna to say yes it's it's volcanic, but you've got a active reef around it as well. Well, Hawaii does as well, you know. I mean it. Hawaii is one of the most considered one of the most beautiful places for reef diving in the in, in the uh, North America area. I mean, it's not really in North America; it's kind of in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, but it's owned by North America. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. I never even sort of researched that, but that's um, that makes a bit more sense. And again, that could also lend to that fishman staying away. There's too many reefs around. Mm-hmm. It's um also it's only after the boat crashes Ben unclips the line to free him, which sort of makes more sense. If the boat's lost momentum, they're gonna they're gonna sort of drift forward a little bit, and that line's gonna go slack enough for him to uh, mm-hmm. unclip the line. It ends at the end of this minute anyway in the script. It, um, as he unclips it, an updraft captures the parasail and sends him up over the cliffs of Isla Sauna, which sort of as you were saying before, making making it sort of feel or seem that um. Yeah, just those mountains are on the exterior of the island. Mm-hmm. But um, that's all I've got for minute four today. Mm. David, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? No, I think we do pretty well. Awesome. All right. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at lostworldminute.com. The main website is jurassicminutes.wordpress.com and you can find the Lost World Minutes and Jurassic Minutes over on Facebook with the uh, pages there. David, where are you on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, Twitter, we are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minutes Podcast. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. This is how you make dinosaurs? This is how you play God. If we split up, I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries. Now what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more and nothing less. Uh, Are you saying that you wouldn't want to get onto Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance? No force on earth or heaven. Get me on that island. You're Desky. Hello? Charlie! Charlie! Hello? 
Charlie, take the phone to mommy now. It's the it's the dinosaur there. <laughs> <laughs>